Welcome to the podcast. I don't wait to pee in the shower. I'm saying I've been there. You know what? I think we'd have a lot more problems than eyeless children if we had no mood. What happened? What happened? Pity! Sunday, I think I may have hugged a serial killer. Ooh, whoa. Yeah, my boy Ryan and myself, we were out on the Harleys enjoying the perfect weather. Um, yeah, it was a great day. We stopped in for a beer um, because I wanted to grab my truck keys from Maloney's Pub. I got a little tipsy Saturday night, left my truck and keys with the bartender, my buddy Dan. Uh, my truck was actually parked in the business next door that isn't open on the weekends. So Dan moved to the pub parking lot. You know, um, I park over there because sometimes it gets crowded. Actually, many cars get hit in the, in the pub parking lot. So this one's safer and easy out. <laughs> I can't imagine that. <laughs> um, so anyways, it was, we go in and, you know, there's a few people in there. And there's this guy just sitting across the bar. He's got all kinds of cards out, you know, like. All kinds of cards you would have in your wallet just sitting on the bar. The amount of cards, though, would be impossible wallet for any man to sit on comfortably. Like, he had a big stack. It's like the George Costanza wallet. Summer <laughs> yeah. George. Yeah. yeah. My dad's wallet back in the yeah. day. It, he didn't appear to have a wallet, though. Because after he was done, he just had them all cradled in his hand. There was a guy sitting next to him. to And uh, I assumed they were together, but then... This guy just got up and left at one point. I maybe he was probably just his previous victim of his like regard and attentions. So, anyways, Ryan started complaining to the bartender about his Samsung or tasting funny, and he asked for like something else. So, this random dude who may or may not be have been a serial killer, a schizophrenic, dementia sufferer, pathological liar, possibly all of the above, he says from across the bar. I'll kill that for you. You know, he's regarding the half-finished summer, Sam Summer. What a hero. <laughs> so, um, so he, he just proceeds to drink that thing, and then he just looks across the bar, Ryan and I, and he started talking about how he was, he was, gonna, he was deploying to Ukraine. And I'm just like, oh, all right. I, mean, I didn't know we were sending troops to Ukraine, and if we are, we're not talking about it, I don't think. Um, so, anyways, Ryan and I started like thanking him for his service, despite despite his age. You know, he he's got to be like seventy plus years old. I don't know. He's deploying anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Except he's dirt. playing Call of Duty that <laughs> night. I'm going to Ukraine and Call of Duty. Um, I'll see you there. But then he starts going on about how he won't be coming back and everything like that. And he just keeps going. It's going to be my last mission, and and so. He and then he shows like a photo of two girls he claimed were his daughters, and they were like young girls in the photo. So I don't know if they were his daughters, it must have been an old photo <laughs> or the generic photo that comes with the new wallet. What do I know? <laughs> Except he didn't seem to have a wallet. So he proceeded to go on about how this was his last mission and he wouldn't be coming home. And I just was like, I don't like that kind of talk. So I was just trying to cheer him up and tell him not to think like that. So I started saying things like, hey, bud, you know, in six months when you're home from Ukraine, we're going to meet down here and have a beer. And he just liked that, you know. All right. He was like, all right. But he's like, he was insisting that he wasn't coming home. But he's like, I like I liked that thought. <laughs> and uh, so at one point, Ryan went outside for a phone call or something. And at this point, he looked directly at me and asked if he could have a hug. <laughs> what do you think I did? You hugged him. Of course I did. Yeah. He just seems like a really sad dude and down. And, you know. He put and a tracking he, device on you when he was hugging. He was like, all right. All maybe. Right. I, I don't know what he was going to do. It was, it, was, it was a long hug, too. Like, I had to sit there, like, counting sheep. <laughs> trying not to fall asleep on him, though. Not that that would ever happen when you're here, you're hugging a serial killer. 
I mean, I would argue that serial killers need hugs more than anyone. You might have saved someone's life that night. I might have saved my life. <laughs> or Ryan's life. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, shit. Uh, so, like, soon afterwards, he moved across the bar to, like, stand directly near us. He offered to buy our, buy our rounds and a shot. He wanted to do a shot with us. Um, and so he starts showing us some of his cards. Anyways, he had a business card for an inn somewhere in Massachusetts. Ooh. And he claimed he worked there. But then he also said he was from Chicago and worked out there. He made a lot of rest out there, arrest out there, apparently. And he said after his mission in Ukraine, he was planning to get buried in Middletown, Connecticut at some Veterans Memorial or something. Uh, yeah, sounds like he's going to all figure it out. Oh, yeah. And he was also worth $32 million. Jesus. And, and he was going to tip the lady bartender like 300 bucks or something like that. Sick. Like, can I borrow 10 bucks? So at this time, Ryan asked him about his mission in Ukraine. And this is where he like stopped talking. He started making zipping gestures on his lips. And like he started beckoning for like a pen. And I'm just like, yeah, man, this dude, there's one right in front of you on the bar. And so he grabs it and he starts writing on a napkin. So his first napkin message Oh my god, it's hilarious. He had me and Ryan rolling with this. He, he passed <laughs> the secret message over to us and written down it said, I'm packing some serious heat in my trunks. <laughs> like his penis or a gun? That's open to interpretation. It's like the ending of a movie or something. I don't know. <laughs> But I, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and uh, this movie was just beginning. <laughs> so his next message to us on a napkin had a man's name on it. I don't remember the name. It, he was stating that it was his father and that he had 457 confirmed kills in Korea. Damn, son. <laughs> I'm like, what do you say to the point, person at this person? I'm just like... Your dad was a bad motherfucker. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but do you tell that to a pathological liar? Or a serial killer? No, you go you just go with, with it. Right. Yes and him. Yes and. So it was a it was around this time that he he just he started displaying yet another persona. And I started thinking of that movie Split. I was just gonna say that. Is this the dude from Split? <laughs> right. Like, seriously, I'm like, what is going on here? So this new person had an accent and claimed he was from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. <laughs> well, well, this personality started saying some inappropriate shit. It was clearly racist. And I just, and I just had to stop him. Anyways, I said to him, like, hey, man. All, all the other peoples are cool, but, but you gotta stop talking like that, please. You know, short, shortly thereafter, he just abruptly walked out of the bar without paying for the rounds he bought us, let alone any tip for the poor girl working. <laughs> oh, nice. He set you up. So he's out in the parking lot. He stops behind the bartender's vehicle and looks like he's writing down her license plate number. <laughs> he did claim he was a fed. I forgot. To tell you, I don't know if I mentioned that. He claimed he was. A, he said he was a Fed. Actually, probably half a dozen times. He said, "Have I told you guys I'm a Fed?" And Ryan's like, "Yeah, yeah, several times, man." <laughs> That's what every Fed does, too. Yeah, right. And talk about their 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 uh, missions in Ukraine. So she started getting weirded out by it, and I just said to her, "I said he may be a serial killer, and you may not want to drive your own car home tonight." Also the smoothest pickup line I've ever heard. <laughs> I'll drive you home. <laughs> and then you're the serial killer? Right. Oh, Twist. 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 Are we writing a movie right now? Yes, we are. So she had a, I guess she ended up having her boyfriend pick her up. And she ended up calling the cops on the guy. Because it was <laughs> suspicious of all the cards and IDs he had that weren't his. At oh, one point wow. I asked Ryan, I was like, because he was closer to him, he had a better look. I was like, I was like, are all the, do all the names match on those cards? 
Didn't they just fucking combine some? I don't know if they were all tokens or like, you know, like tokens from multiple kills. Anyways, so he said the names did match. So maybe it could have been his father. I don't know. Or his latest kill. What up, everybody? Welcome to the You Gonna Eat That Crust podcast. I'm your host with the most on the ones and twos, Ryan Wilson, coming at you tonight from the Crusted Boys studio. And with me tonight, my co-homie, my co-anchor, the co-host with the most, Seamus Rogers. Seamus, how you doing? Well, how's it going, guys? We're about to get into our this week's topic. But first, Ryan, how about an introduction for our boy Greg with 1G? And ladies and gentlemen, coming at you from Maine, weighing in at some amount of weight, wearing stretchy crotch wranglers, the sweatpants overlord, follically challenged himself, Greg Hoey. Greg, what's the, good? The artist formerly known as the sweatpants overlord. I'm doing well, and I'm wearing sweatpants right now, actually, so I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back! <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Seamus, why don't you tell uh, the ladies and gentlemen and everyone else though, uh, everyone else out there what the show is about tonight? All right, we're bringing it back to a topic we've covered before. Stories that grew with the telling. Maybe you've heard some of them around a campfire or tales to scare young children when they won't go to bed. Maybe some <laughs> freaky tales told by the locals reciting about their local haunts. Some of them may be true or at least some truth to them. We're talking about Urban Legends, part two. Woo! right, guys, I'm going to, I'll start it off tonight. Feeling good. This one is called The Blind Maiden. The story begins discussing an urban legend that is being talked about in schools in Spain, featuring a website called Blind Maiden. Our unknown protagonist caught wind of this from a Spanish friend of his. Due to the legend being only majorly known as Spain, most of the time the said website seems to be offline, leaving most unable to access it. However, if rumor is taken as fact, you can access the website if you are all alone at night, every light in your house is turned off, and you decide to go to the the website at midnight on a moonless night. With those conditions, only then will you be able to access the site. Once inside, pictures of terrified and eyeless children are shown rapid fire on your computer screen before Spanish text is shown, roughly translating to, this website will take you to a whole new level of horror, a horror that will use all five of your senses. You must be very careful to not click anything by accident. You'll be faced with a real experience of absolute horror. Click the accept button to engage actively. Click and decline for safety. Is this this a movie or the dark web? This is Black Mirror. This is uh, The Blind Maiden. The Blind Maiden. Season 4, Black Mirror, coming soon. If you're brave or foolish enough to click accept, the computer screen shows a silhouette of something, presumably the Blind Maiden, walking towards your home. And then the room you are currently in. As the monitor zooms on your own back, the beast taps you on the shoulder, an obvious attempt to gain your undivided attention. If you turn around, the face of the phantom, the beast, will kill you in some fa- in some fashion. She stares frightening at you. Afterwards, she rips out your eyes and snaps a picture of your face so you can join the gallery of eyeless faces on the website. Uh, like little kids with no eyes. Yeah, it's creepy. What, what about that? What that? What was that game that they had button eyes? Or was that a movie? That was a oh, that was a Coraline. Coraline, right? <laughs> My review, one star. Yeah? Well, why don't you go to the website on a moonless night at midnight, Greg? So moonless means, like, cloudy? No, no, it's going to be a new moon. Like, just before it's a full moon? No, just after it's a full moon. Or just after full moon. Like the sequel to Twilight? I feel like just after a full moon, it's just as big as it was as a full moon. You know what? You know what? It's when there's no moon. Okay, the the phase between. You know what? I think we have a lot more problems than eyeless children if we had no moon. (laughs) Okay, Seamus, the moon is always there, but in certain conditions. No moon tonight sounds like the purge is just happening. Like everyone's just going crazy. Uh, It happens once every ten thousand years. 
dun, dun, dun. All right, Greg. All right. Yeah, okay, so. Let's <laughs> <laughs> try to seal the initiative there. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about reptiles living in city sewers. That urban legend. Let's talk about that. Alligators? <laughs> yeah. In Florida? Like, no, well, in the early 1900s, it wasn't unheard of for like wealthy New Yorkers to bring Floridian alligators into the city and uh, keep them as pets. And, you know, eventually they would be like, oh, wow, we have alligators for pets, so we can't have these anymore. <laughs> and they flushed them down the toilet. And then the sewers were invaded by 30-foot alligators, and they, just, they ate like 30 people. I feel like you stole this from Marvel. Nope. Nope. Spider-Man's life. nemesis. That had nope. This is real life. In Crap. 1932, New York witnessed the gator easing itself out of the Bronx River and had a baby in his mouth eating it. A baby. A baby. Uh, well, well, the baby, too. This is how urban lists no, no. start. And, and they advanced to... The alligator grabbed a baby and just, you know, just grabbed it out of a crib real quick. It was very nimble. <laughs> What's up? Yep. I, I feel like he added that detail. <laughs> I totally made that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I think it was the year 1998 in Rochester, New Hampshire, perhaps Gonic, New Hampshire. Oh, uh, that's when Offspring came out. In the first <laughs> Me and Maddie were selling uh, pills to a local pet store <laughs> to, to trade for, I don't know. For pets, we were selling like prescription pills to get pets, and uh, I almost came across uh, some caiman alligators. I had this giant cage I was gonna get; it was like the size of my room. And like the guy is like, "Yeah, totally, we're about to do the deal." And like then I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I should probably, you know, ask my parents if I can get caiman alligators." The size of your room. Yeah, the size of my room, essentially. You know, I would have just slept in the closet. What are you going to do with it? You're just going to leave it in a cage that it can't do anything. Well, it was like a swimming cage. It was like a giant. At one point, it would escape and eat you, and you would deserve that. Yeah, totally. You know. And it would take you back down to this layer in the toilet. That's true. I'd be that baby. I'd be that baby. Damn, son. You know, guys, I'm going to say there's probably some credence to this urban legend. Because I know... More than one asshole bought an alligator as a pet and had to flush it down the toilet. You, you know, it must have happened in history, right? And then an alligator living in the sewer, you know, just unhinged, like, just room to roam and fucking rodents out the asshole to eat could get pretty fucking big, boys. Uh, either one of you guys ever see the movie Crawl? Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I, wa- I watched it on the airplane. It was awesome. The movie was dope. It was, like it was acts, good. I like how he acts naive. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I didn't know if Greg was naturally going to bring it up. It was right. a good segue. It was a good segue. I didn't. I told we totally didn't talk about this before at all that we were going to talk about crawl. Barry Pepper's in it though. That's cool. Uh, you mean the God crawl? <laughs> crawl. Crawl. Not not son-in-law crawl. It takes not place boomerang crawl. Crawl. Yeah, it takes place like under a house most of the time. They trap with gators. Yeah. yeah. At first, you just think it's one gator, Seamus. But it turns out to be many. But many. Then, and then it's a gator king? Like a rat king? Oh, like a rat king, yeah. <laughs> yes. I think that would be infinitesimally more uh, terrifying. All right, moving on. The Tale of Charlie No-Face. Hey. <laughs> this, this is a true story... That would make any parent weep. It happened in the early 1900s. A Pennsylvania boy named Ray Robinson was electrocuted by a trolley wire, resulting in a lifelong disfigurement. Most of his facial features were melted away. Like, you guys remember that movie, that Mel Gibson movie, The Man Without a Face? Yeah, I do. Get a face. So this is apparently this poor kid. So after the accident, he was shunned and stories of his disfigurement grew with each telling. Today, the people of Western Pennsylvania insist that Charlie No-Face, whose nickname remains a mystery, has become a radioactive glowing green man-shaped figure who haunts an abandoned freight tunnel. 
who can supposedly make electricity go haywire with his very presence. Whoa. Curious teenagers would sneak out to the tunnel to try and catch a glimpse of him. But the truth is that this is really some poor kid that made a mistake, had a gruesome injury, and it basically ruined his life. He became, but he became like, an urban legend. Yeah, I guess if I guess if that's if it weighs out that way for you. Cheer up, Charlie. You're an urban legend. <laughs> Cheer up, Charlie. Nobody can look you in the eyes again, but yeah, Charlie, it's okay, Charlie. Cheer up. Anyways, <laughs> so he became a bit of a recluse, staying inside during the day and only venturing out at night. But he didn't do any haunting, I guess. I read he was actually friendly and assortly, occasionally would let curious teens take pictures with him, take selfies with him in exchange for cigarettes. That's awesome. I love cigarettes. Uh, he went on to have an acting career. What? Would I know him from anything? He was Mel Gibson in The Man oh, Without a Face before nice. he got plastic surgery. Are you so serious? That's so Mel Gibson. Oh, well, that's the urban legend. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, dude. So many angles. All right, boys. Are you ready for my next yes. terrifying urban legend? Have you guys ever heard of Polybius? Sounds like a tool I album. I think that was uh, the guy, the guy's horse in uh, the Pegasus from... Fuck, what was that movie? Flash of the Titans? Yes, thank you. Well, Polybius is also the world's most dangerous fictional video game. In 1981, the game was allegedly the main attraction in a select few arcades in Portland, Oregon. But it was only after the machine vanished mysteriously that the townspeople began to suspect that there might have been something sinister behind its screen. Apparently, men in black suits would come collect data from Polybius every week, and people now believe that the government was using the arcade to test behavior modification algorithms. Mm-hmm. While it was still set up, the game would cause unpleasant side effects like nausea, dizziness, Tyria. stress, <laughs> and even suicidal thoughts. Ooh, it's like pills. <clears throat> Though nobody actually knows what the original Polybius game was like, gamers have created and continue to create simulations of what the, they imagined the game would have been. Perhaps in the hope that one day the original will resurface. In 2012, an arcade-themed bar in Brooklyn called Barcade even jokingly put up a Polybius cabinet for Halloween, much to the delight and horror of the story's believers. I wonder if that's the original Barcade, because they have Barcade in New Haven. No kidding. Yeah. I think it's like Elm Street now. Every town has a Barcade. Yeah. I want to pay Every town has an Elm Street, yeah. I've definitely seen some shit about uh, this game on some documentaries and shit. Do they have it for PS5? Polybius nowadays will be that Black Mirror episode. Oh, that game's scary. Fuck that. It's a scary episode. <laughs> Great show. I miss it. It's coming is back. It can't, is it done? No, it's actually, I literally just saw an article today saying it's coming back for a fourth season on Netflix. Crazier than ever. Nice. Nice. Mind-bending television. Speaking of mind-bending, Seamus, do you ever do the do? Oh, shit. We are, we're supposed to do this challenge, right? Let me go grab my flaming hot do. Let me go grab mine, too. You didn't get one. <laughs> I did, too. I'll oh, prove it. <laughs> all right. So, I'll tell them what's going on, Ryan. We all got a Mountain Dew, ladies and gentlemen. We all got a Mountain Dew. Spicy hot one. Flaming. We don't know if it's spicy. It's flaming hot. I mean, we'll see. That's right. On last week's episode, we said we would try the flaming hot Mountain Dew live on the air. And here we are doing it. For you are guys. you boys ready? Oh, yeah. All right. On the count of three one, two, three. Cheers. <sighs> Extreme! I mean, it- it's not from different, very different from a Mountain Dew. <laughs> no, it tastes just like a Mountain it's, Dew. <laughs> except for the weird aftertaste. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm shitting my pants. <laughs> okay, you know what? Now I'm getting like a now I'm getting like a cinnamon hot ball kind of flavor in, right. the back in my throat. It was like cool when it was just Mountain Dew, then it left you with like a taste 
you know, maybe it's not as bad as uh, a White Claw black cherry aftertaste. <laughs> but yes. Now you can of, get now you can get the taste of Mountain Dew with like almost immediate heartburn afterwards. Yeah. All right. I'm done with this. I don't want it ever <laughs> oh. again. I'm not even gonna finish this. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. You're a liar. You eight were out of eight for us. Scurred to try the flaming hot. That's right. I was gonna actually buy a bag of flaming hot Cool Ranch and have one. I had some of those earlier, and those were good. I was not withhold with. I was not holding back with them. It's got like a. It's a. It's a red color drink because you know you can't call it flaming hot and be green. Right. 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 That's gross looking. It's got like a little flaming devil on the label. With uh, lots of flames and a line. Yeah, like if you had like a white trash truck, these devils would be on your mud flaps. Mm. Right. Probably the outline of a chick, too. I don't know. Like, it was decent at first, but then it left you with a weird spicy aftertaste. I'm going to say nah. nah I'm going to say, how many crusts do you get? What out of eight crusts? I mean, I don't drink a lot of soda, but if I did... I want to enjoy a real Mountain Dew. I don't want that weird aftertaste. Or like a Dr. Pepper, probably. Oh, yeah, definitely. Dirty Pepsi, baby. Let's go. Yeah. All right. I'm saying nah. Nah, same. Yeah, same. One out of eight crusts for me, too. Now even more terrifying than the concept of a flaming hot Mountain Dew. Greg, what's your next terrifying tale? Pools will turn red if you pee in them. Myth. Do, 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 do. But you tell the kids that, right? We all heard the rumors, kids. If you pee in the pool, it's a special chemicals gonna turn the color red, blue, yellow, green, or whatever. We were not Depending safe. On to what's pee in, in your pee? We were not safe to pee in the pool anymore as kids. We could not do it. We were fucked. Well, I don't really remember peeing in a pool a lot. Oh, I totally did. I'm still peeing in the pool as an adult. What's up? I'll I'll pee in any body of water. Yeah. I pee in the ocean or lake. I'll pee in the shower. Ugh. I don't do it often, but like sometimes it just like hits you. Hold it, bro. No. <laughs> it's perfectly acceptable to pee in the shower. That's right? gross. You're bathing in the shower. Am I bathing or am oh, I? Oh, but it's up? it's so much it's so much better to pee in a pool. How many gallons of water in that? And it's all like chlorinated water that's gonna get destroyed. Come on. Alright, opposed to the other one that goes right down the fucking toilet when you're peeing on other fucking people. There's splash, bro. It comes back. It's splash. It's coming back around again. Give a fuck about the splash is getting washed off. I'm in the shower and it's fucking you're gross. Think about the science. <laughs> I am thinking about the science and the physics. I feel Think like about, you're, yeah, you're the you're the minority of people afraid to pee in their own fucking bathtub. Yeah, seriously, shut the fuck up. You'll pee in someone's fucking someone else's pool, but you won't pee in your own shower. You're yeah. a scumbag. I'll pee I in gu- my own toilet. I guarantee, if you ask your roommates, you're gonna realize you're the only dude in the house not peeing in the shower. I'm not saying you can't pee in the shower. I'm just saying I don't. I don't wait to pee in the shower. I'm saying I've been there. <laughs> you know what? I gotta take a shit. Hold on a second. Let me take a shit in the shower real quick. Just fucking waffle stomp that down. That in there, too. <laughs> really? Tell us about it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you about it because it wasn't a proud moment. <laughs> so let's move on. I had to break out the fork and knife and cut it in half. <laughs> the fuck? It wasn't solid, dude. Jesus oh, Christ. Shit, son. I feel like uh, we never talk about shit on this show. I think we talk about plenty of shit. Oh, like feces. It's about time we broach this topic. Oh, yeah. facetious. Oh. Uh, good stuff. A sea of feces. Feces. <sighs> Seamus, what is your next terrifying urban legend? So, mine is about the U.S. government sealing baby cadavers for experiments. Giving them to gators. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe irradiated gators. <laughs> so, in the 1950s, after World War II, after the U.S. had dropped the world's first atomic bomb, 
scientists wanted to determine the effects of nuclear radiation on human flesh. Codenamed Project Sunshine, studies conducted on dead babies sought to measure the amount of radioactive strontium-90 being absorbed by humans due to nuclear testing. And there was a British newspaper reported that British scientists obtained children's bodies from various hospitals and shipped their bones and other body parts to the United States for classified nuclear experiments. More than 1,500 cadavers, many of them babies, were gathered from half a dozen countries from Europe to Australia in the 1950s. The studies on the effects of radiation conducted by the now-defunct Atomic Energy Commission, according to U.S. government, documents and the parents were like never told of the exper- these experiments pretty crazy yeah it's fucked up i don't like it it's very fucked up i don't like it this is why i'm getting cremated <laughs> well i promise uh, i'll never die so yeah, i'm gonna be stuffed yep yeah my living big room. audi belly button i hope I'm going to hire a taxidermist before I write my will. I think it would look great on any mantle. Well, you you take up a little bit of space. It's not like your little Okay, look, I chihuahua. look at a, a specific type of mantle, okay? I only want to go to a well-to-do family anyway if I'm going to be stuffed. <laughs> and this is Ryan. <laughs> Say hi to Ryan, everyone. I'll just have you on my stoop. Whenever somebody comes and knock on the door, they got to greet you first. I think that's a great idea. Trick-or-treaters, I'm going to put a fucking bowl of candy in your hand. <laughs> we use it's body parts. I would chop you up. I would, like, use different body parts. I would use, like, your arms and legs for, like, scarecrow-type shit. So he's the real toxic dermis. He's going to attach you to, like, other animals and shit. No, I would put your head, like, like, like kind of like, like a trophy, like, on the wall. Okay. You know, and and he would be making that same face, like <laughs> you know what face I'm talking about. I know the face. Yeah. Here's a take: taxidermist, true profession or fucking weirdo? <laughs> true profession. I don't know. I don't think I'd ever want to be friends with a taxidermist. No offense. If you're a taxidermist, you listen to this podcast. There's still Seamus and Greg. But email the show. <laughs> that's that's rare. If you but, are, <laughs> oh, I mean. That's harsh because, you know, aren't you friends with like three morticians? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but it would be cool that. as hell to be friends with a taxidermist. Why not? What, what if hate... he's just not like super passionate about it? What about that? Like, listen, this is my job. I'm great at fucking gutting animals and fucking filling them with fucking. Uh, I don't know. I've seen the movie Tusk and it just makes me weary of people who want to stuff things. You gotta work to live and not live to work. Alright, boys, I got a good one for you. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Alright, so this is a bit of a story, so I'm gonna read you guys uh, the story as well as tell you kinda where it came from. So a guy says, While playing around on WhatsApp, I stumbled across a weird chat history between two people I don't know. It scared the hell out of me. When I tried to find it again, the app crashed and kept crashing. The name of the story is Andy Annie ninety six is typing. So this is the conversation that this guy came across. <clears throat> Starts with Annie and then McDavid, and it goes in that order the whole way. Annie ninety six, you asleep? No, guess you're not either. Can't? It's the wind. Sounds like cats fighting. What's your excuse? Studying. So that's what they call porn now. Annie WTF. Not denying it. I still can't believe what Johnny did today. Me neither. That boy has issues. WTF, the wind is so loud. That doesn't seem normal. LOL. No wind over here. Just rain. Lucky you. I need my beauty sleep. Damn right you do. What, you mean I look? Shit, I think I heard footsteps on the gravel outside. Get your crazy dad to check it out. I'm home alone. The fam is on holiday, remember? I told you this. Really? Till when? We should hang out. That really sounds Pretty like foot that really sounds like footsteps, but there's something odd about them. I should look out the window, but my bed is so warm. 
Sure, you want to look out the window when you're alone? What if there really is someone there in your garden looking up at you? <laughs> Not funny, David. Wow, chill, I'm sure it's nothing. Gonna check. BRB. If there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you gonna call? David. Not David. David, there's someone in the garden. What? Really? Yes, I could see a man's back. What's he doing? He's looking for something on his hands and knees in the bushes. <laughs> he must be high, probably looking for his drugs. <laughs> David, this is serious. What should I do? Nothing. He'll probably go away by himself. Oh, my God. Now he's digging with his bare hands. He's ruining the garden. Shit, he's turning around. What does he look like? David, w WTF, this isn't funny. What? How are you doing that? What are you talking about? I can see you in my garden. How are you writing here without touching your phone? Look up, I'm by the window. Can't you hear me banging on it? Fuck, Andy, now you're scaring me too. I'm definitely not in your garden. That's not me. Stop playing around. I can see your face, and you're wearing that stupid football jacket you're so proud of. It must be someone who looks like me. Honestly, Andy, I'm at home. I wouldn't play around like that. It has to be a friend of yours, David, playing a sick prank. How else could he be wearing your jacket? There are loads of jackets like that. My friends don't look anything like me. You just have me on your mind. He's digging again. Fucking leave already. Annie, do you have a gun in the house? Don't be stupid, David. I couldn't shoot anyone. You don't have to use it. Just show him you're carrying. Doesn't that jacket have your name on the back? Yeah, the team's all got one with their name on it. I can see your fucking name. What? What the hell is this, David? Annie, that jacket's in my closet. Fuck, he see me. Why is he smiling like that? He's coming. Call the cops, Annie. Annie, pick up. I've called the cops and told them there's a break-in attempt at your place. They said they're on their way, but it could take about a half an hour. Annie, are you there? It's in the house. Can't talk. I have to be quiet. Lights off. I'm in a closet with a knife. Hard to type. Shaking too much. Fuck, fuck. Hang in there, Annie. The police will be there in 20 minutes. Do you know where he is? It, not he. That look it had when it saw me. 20 minutes. Hold on. 20 minutes. You imagine playing hide and seek in a house and not finding someone in 20 minutes? I'd give up. I'd give up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is fascinating. Like, you got, like, my hairs raising. Even yeah, though dude, my hair raised, hard too. To, even though it's hard to follow. It's hard to follow. Maybe you're speeding it too much. But... I'm intrigued. Let's continue. I follow, I'm following it. This isn't Game of Thrones. <laughs> All right. The police will be there in 20 minutes. Do you know where he is? It, not he. That look it had after it saw me, David. No person could look like that. Jesus Christ, do you know, does it know where you are? No, I grabbed the knife when I saw it running toward the house, and I got in the closet when I heard it breaking in. Okay, Wait, good, hold a second fine. real quick, sorry. Why the they, fuck they, would you hide in a closet? Why would you go out and another the phone and typing? Are they typing? They're, they're texting to each Jesus other. Jesus Christ, she can type really fucking fast, and so can he. These guys are really fast at typing. I'm have impressed. you ever tried two thumb texting? I have, but this is like next level shit. They're like all right, having so a this, conversation. All right, so, all right. I remember back in the day, I had this fucking sweet flip phone. They were cool, but it was the whole... QWERTY keyboard one, like I was like the fastest typer in the East, man. I could out text anybody. What about when you were in the West? But now, like with the iPhone, I'm like I'm I'm going back and I'm going backspacing and deleting shit all the time and trying to see. That's what that is one of these Gen Z superpowers, though, guys. They can have a conversation with you and look you in the eye while sending about sixty five text messages per minute. All right, so. I grabbed the knife when I saw it running towards the house, and I got in the closet when I heard it breaking in. Okay, good. You'll be fine. A druggie doesn't have the brains to find someone hiding in the closet. The police will be there soon. Oh, God. It's calling out to me. It doesn't sound like you, David. Its voice is so deep. Filling the house. Filling my head. What is it saying? Come out, Annie. I just want to look at you. It keeps repeating that over and over. Have I gone mad, David? Is this what it feels like? Just 10 more minutes. Annie, keep it together. You're so strong. You will get through this. It's coming up the stairs, but so slowly. Irregular steps. Why does it look like you, David? Why you? I don't know, Annie. Please believe me. Can you make it stop? Please, make it stop. I would if I could, I promise you. 
It's at the end of the hall. David, I didn't say anything to my parents when they left. I was listening to music. Is that the last time I see them? Annie, this has something to do with you, David. Only you can make it stop. Think fast. I don't know, Annie. God, please, please. It might be because I think about you so much. I think about you all the time. So stop. I don't know how. It's scraping something on the walls. The wall's getting closer. Please, David. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. It's slowing down. Try harder. Whatever you're doing, it's working. It stopped. I can't hear anything. Really? Don't go out yet. Stay put until the police get there. What should I tell them if he's gone? Everything, Annie. Everything you told me. I didn't know you felt that way about me, David. I'm so glad it stopped. Can you come over in the morning, David? I really need to see you. Of course, Annie. Wow. I'll be there. Great. Can't wait. Annie? Annie, how do I know this is you? Annie 96 went offline. Was the M. Night Shyamalan? I'm confused about the end. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Did he, did he never talk to her again? Annie 96 never came back online? Guess not. And I guess we'll never know, boys. No, I want to know, though. Man, well, we don't that, know. That was creepy. It was a little creepy. It was a creepy pasta. You had me going, man. Yeah. Right, well, I was almost shit. at full okay. climax. That too. All right, man, Ryan. You had you had my hair on edge with that one. All that right. Good. All right. You guys got any more? Yeah. All right. Speak on it, Seamus. I got the Cropsy legend. Cropsy was rumored to be a homicidal madman. An escaped mental patient with a hook for a hand who would drag children from their beds carrying a bloody axe in the crook of his arm. And he would take these children to the tunnel system that lay under the abandoned ruins of the old Seaview Hospital. The tale of Cropsy inspired the 1981 slasher movie The Burning. Did you guys ever see that? I don't remember it. I don't remember it, no. It features a once respectable man named George Cropsy who goes insane after a prank gone wrong, leaves him disfigured, and begins killing unsuspecting summer campers with an axe. The real-life Cropsy was was named Andre Rand, who worked as a janitor at Willowbrook State School, which specialized in uh, providing services for children with disabilities. He was later suspected of kidnapping, kidnapping multiple children and officially found guilty for kidnapping two. However, he was believed to have had a part in several other children's disappearances. Naturally. Like, from what I was reading on this, this school, there must have been some pretty sick faculty working at this place. Like, there's reports the children have been subjected to rampant sexual abuse, corporal punishment, and severe overcrowding led to unsanitary conditions. It was also home to what has been called one of the most unethical medical experiments on children ever in the United States. In the name of hepatitis research, medical staff intentionally injected healthy children with the virus, and many of whom became severely ill as a result. Christ almighty. Yeah, that's fucked up. Like, you're evil. Like, you're a fucking nurse from hell if you're going to inject someone with a disease, especially children. I think... Especially children who can't defend themselves. I think very few of those places... (laughs) Any of those medical facilities that specialized in that kind of care in the 50s or before that, like, they were all just notoriously horrible and abusive. Like, if there were good ones, I haven't heard about them. All right, I would also like to talk about the man who became a pair of shoes. Whoa. (laughs) George Parrott, also known as Big Nose George, was hanged in the 1880s for being a raucous outlaw with a penchant for horse thievery. At George's trial, he was found guilty on December 15th, 1880, and was sentenced to hang on April 2nd, 1881. However, George didn't plan to go so easily. He attempted an escape on March 22nd of the following year when he attacked jailer Robert Rankin, fractured his skull, and cut his scalp in the process. However, the day was saved when Mrs. Rankin appeared with a pistol in her hand and Big Nose George was forced back into his cell. Oh, shit. When the news of the attempted escape spread throughout the city, a masked mob soon formed and stormed the jail. They had lynching on their minds. 
They dragged per- Parrot from the jail to a telegraph pole on Front Street. As a crowd of about 200 people gathered, the vigilantes se- severely botched the first two hanging attempts, but got big nose George on the end of the third attempt. The body was left hanging for several hours until the undertaker removed it. Having no family to claim the corpse, doctors Thomas McGee and John Osborne took possession of it to study the outlaw's brain to determine if there might be a reason for his criminal behavior. After the skull cap was crudely sawed off, the doctors examined it and found no marked differences between Parrot's brain and a normal one. The doctor McGee and assistant 15-year-old Lillian Heath acted within the medical ethics of the time. Dr. Osborne's activities soon became very bizarre. Osborne first molded a death mask of George's face using plaster of Paris. The mask was without ears because George, while George struggled at the end of rope, his ears were torn off. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Next, Osborne removed the skin from the dead man's thighs and chest while the doctor sent the skin samples to a tanner, tannery in Denver with a set of very strange instructions. The tannery was, used, was to use the skin, including the dead man's nipples, to make him a pair of shoes and a medicine bag. When Dr. Osborne received the shoes, he was disappointed to find they didn't include the nipples, <laughs> but proudly began to wear them anyways. The and rest of the Air Jordans were born. Uh, Air Georges. <laughs> the rest of George's dismembered body was kept in a whiskey barrel filled with a salt solution for about a year. Osborne continued his dissection and experiments for a time when finally the whiskey barrel and the outlaw's remains were buried in the yard behind Dr. McGee's office. Despite the doctor's odd behavior in the desecration of George Parrott's body, he soon became prominent in local politics. In 1892, the doctor was elected as the first Democratic governor of Wyoming and was said to have worn the shoes at his inaugural ball in 1893. Later, Osborne would become the Assistant Secretary of State under President Wilson. Somewhere along the line, the skull cap was given to young Miss Heath, who would later become the first female doctor in the state of Wyoming. Over the years, the skull cap was said to have serviced as an ashtray and a doorstop in her office. <laughs> the incident was all but forgotten until May 11th, 1950, when construction workers ex- excavating for a new building on Cedar Street unearthed a whiskey barrel filled with bones. The location was behind the building that had served at Dr. McGee's office years before. Inside the barrel were numerous human bones, including a skull cap with the top sawed off. And they tested it for DNA, and it was matching. And they actually took the ashtray doorstop skull cap, and it fit his head. Jesus. And uh, to this day, the shoes are on display at the Carbon City County Museum in Montana. I feel like I feel like if I was Wyoming, I kind of want to have everyone forget that part of history. Wyoming, we know how to pick them. I've never been. Same, just saying. You know, I wouldn't want our first governor to have made human shoes. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> want any governor to be privy to that. <laughs> The first right. governor who made human shoes, as like they're claiming, that's like they're claiming to fame when you when you pull in this fucking their billboard. They have great arch support. All that I understand, I get it. Yeah, it fits he put around your skin. Butt cheek arch support. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for our urban legends. Now, stay tuned for some other shit. Well, hello, I'm Dom. And I'm the host of Horror House, True Crime and the Macabre. Horror House, True Crime and the Macabre is a delectable delight of True Crime and the Macabre sprinkled with just the right amount of that dry British humour. Horror House can be found anywhere that you listen to podcasts and is on Instagram at Twitter at horrorhouse underscore pod and on Facebook at horrorhousepod. Episodes are released weekly on a Friday 
or as weekly as studying full-time and working part-time allows. So why don't you make a brew and come join me as I weave tales of horror and discomfort. Until next time, stay spooky. Oh yeah, we're bringing back the old Gregagories and uh, I rolled the, the non-biased scoring system. Yep, it's a judge on style. Thank you for bringing that up. This is a score on style points. If it's a snack and it's a C, chocolate chip, cookie, that's three fucking points right there. That's how the game is played. Did you understand that, Ryan? Is that going to help your scoring? Oh, I got it. You All don't right. know about the double, triple world word score? I'm like, yay, look at that pretty puppy. That's PP. That's two points. Chocolate chip cookie would be three for a snack if that was the question. However, I, know, I did not know that. Well, that's Thank categories, you. but this is Gregagories, the game judged on style. Here we go. I have, oh, first off, let me say that I did ask Seamus and Ryan, um, you know, number one through 10, and Seamus got correct. So he will uh, have the bonus question at the I did get end. it correct. I um he prices right in it. Yeah, he prices right in it. Because Ryan was foolish enough to put his number in group chat. Yeah, two. It was a that was a mistake. So it went three. Yeah. Okay, so I have uh eleven questions and then a bonus question. You have eleven questions? Yeah, buddy. Let's go. All right. All right. Bedtime delayed. Name an actor you hate that begins with the letter M. Mario Lopez. All right. Ryan? Sweatpants Overlord. Ooh. Yes, I totally forgot about that. I I was I almost said that. I was hoping we were going to dispense with that. You know what? I'm going to allow it. And I don't hate Mario Lopez. Then... So I'm taking it back. Oh my god, this game's off to a rough start. I can say Mark Mike Mike Lowry. Who? Mike Lowry. Should Brian? Marky Mark Wahlberg. What? You hate the Marky Mark? No, not at all, but Gives you the points, you know. You're disqualified. You don't get any points. You, you, you get neither of you guys get any points. Zero points. This is a rough nope. You guys <laughs> shit on that one. Question number two. Sports team that begins with the letter C. Sweatpants Overlord. Yeah. Cincinnati Reds. I was thinking the same thing. Fuck them. <laughs> and also fuck the Cleveland Browns. Their uniforms aren't even brown, it's an ugly orange. I like the Cleveland Browns. What's what's your pick? Why do you like the Cleveland Browns? Because I feel bad for them. Oh my god, there's no room for feeling bad in the NFL. Who is your pick? The Cleveland. You feel Browns? bad for Baker Mayfield? No. How about the rest of his team? I feel bad for the rest of his team. I feel bad for the city. All right. <laughs> but why? Because they haven't had a win till what was it? Wasn't it last year? Did. Well, they were they were on the right track with Bill Belichick, and then they got uh, changed to the Baltimore Ravens, and the Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl that next year, and then allegedly Ray Lewis killed somebody. But anyway, what's your pick for C? Sports team. Uh, Colorado Rockies. Okay. Well, so and the starter jacket. That's well. That that did add some flair to it, but Cincinnati Bengals. Actually, you said the Cincinnati Reds, so I yeah. we'll call our Rockies. Yeah, we're going with the Rockies. Point for Sheamus. Sorry, man. If you would have said the Cincinnati Bengals, I really like their helmets. And the Bengals. I like the Bengals. Cool. Question three: Movie you would watch on an island? You know, you're just stuck in an island. You have to watch a movie. All the time. It's the only movie you've got. Like, it's fucking gone in 60 seconds for the house that never sleeps. Beginning with letter D. Sweatpants Overlord. Yes, sir. Dawn of the Dead. Oh, shit. Sweatpants Overlord. Yes. Dawn of Dead Island. (laughs) 
Is that the uh, the fictional <laughs> Dead Island documentary film? That's what happened. Yeah, that's two points for Ryan. <laughs> nice try, though. <laughs> All right, name me a female singer that begins with M. Uh, Sophie Overlord. I'm coming in like a wrecking ball, Miley Cyrus. Oh shit! It's Overlord. Yeah. I got a lot more respect for Missy Elliott. Ooh, ugh, gross. Miley Cyrus wins that one. It's <laughs> okay. City, New Hampshire, that begins with L. Uh, so if it's over Manchester, where you're going to be playing the summer. So if it's Overlord, Laconia, because that actually starts with L. Did you say M or L? I said L. Wow. <laughs> yes, you're a couple letters off there. And I don't what, know what I was hearing. And what's your second guess? Ride to Laconia. Uh... I don't fucking know another L in New Hampshire. <laughs> There's a lot of them. You go Lee. Uh, you go on. Littlefield. Hey, 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 hey. You're getting dark points just for that. You shut your how mouth. About, how about the college town of Lean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Fucking give the points to Ryan. I'm good. Yeah, Ryan's getting the point. You could have said Lee and you would get the point because I hate Laconia. Fuck you, Laconia. Fuck you if you don't hate, you hate Laconia. You're a fucking miser. You just want to stay home. That's right. <laughs> but anyways, Greg, what do you have next for us, bud? Will Ferrell movies that begin with O. Sweatpants Overlord, old school. Yeah. That's the only one. No, there's a couple. There's another really good one. I re- I did my research. I read things. Off paper. Yeah, I got enough. Yeah, well, you would have got the point. If you got it, that would have been the other guys. You think what I'm thinking? Aim for that bush? All right. was a good movie. I just, that scene alone, I could watch it Gators bitches better because you're wearing jimmies. That too, but just the fucking Samuel Jackson. Can I get a point for mentioning Gator? Yeah, you can. Boom, point for Seamus. Thank you. Just to let the world know what is going on with the scoring system right now, we have Seamus with three points, and we have Ryan with four points. Okay. Name a rapper that begins with the letter R. Sweatpants Overlord. Yeah. Red Man. Ooh. Ooh, baby. It's dear to my heart right there. Swept has over a retro Nicky. <laughs> Rickle Nicky? Rickle Nicky. Pickle Rick. Oh, I mean, well, Brian's at the point with that because Red Man's like one of my Red Man's. Red Man's a man. He's got it. No, yeah, this one will be fun. Name a book that begins with the letter F. Sweatpants Overload. Yes, sir. Fahrenheit 51. <laughs> Sweatpants Overlord. Yes, sir. Fahrenheit 9-11. Oh, my God. That's a book? I thought that was a movie. It's also a book. Oh, well, that's fucking... And I don't even think shame. I don't even think it's called Fahrenheit 51 anyway. Why do you have to call me out? Oh, see, all right. No point for either of you guys. That was lame. And that was a book. That was the book's. All right. Right. You call the movie and disqualify me? You're a fuck. You're disqualified. For, no, not for the game. For it's that far, game. Fahrenheit 451. You know, go fuck both yourselves. You're disqualified for that question, both of you. That's it. You're not disqualified for the game. Name a state in the U.S. that begins with W. Fahrenheit Overlord. <laughs> Wyoming. <laughs> uh... Sweatpants Overlord. Yes, sir. Why are you listening to him? <laughs> How about... He said Wyoming, Wisconsin. How about Wyoma? <laughs> How about Wyhio? Oh. The correct answer was Washington. Washington. Oh, God. Fuck that place. <laughs> All right, this one. So... 
these next these last two questions are called wild cards. There is no letter to these questions. You just have to answer these questions. It's crazy. God, that makes it so much easier. Yep. Name three shows that you think are the funniest of all time. Sweatpants Overlord. Sweatpants yep. Overlord. Well, what would you do in the shadows? <laughs> uh, Seinfeld. Uh, Larry David. <laughs> What's that? Is that a show? Kids in the Hall. Okay, so Seamus has what we do in the shadows, Seinfeld, and Kids in the Hall. Say curb your enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm. That's what I call, man. You can't take it. It's that always here. sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. That's it? <laughs> it it's is always sunny, but that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't. I mean, you don't have all day. Uh, the. Holy shit. Sweatpants Overlord. What are kids in the hall? <laughs> I invented a pill that gives worms to ex-girlfriends. Ryan, you dropped the ball on the wild card question. Point goes to Seamus. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how that's possible either. I should get two points for my quotes. You know what? You should. Game's tied. 5-5. Boom. Some bullshit. Ryan, you better fucking, like... You you gotta gotta know how to appeal to the Greg Agori. That's right. You suck Greg's dick all you want. Hey. No. I would if it gets me a point. You're sucking my mind's dick. Okay. There's no honor in cheating. No, no cheating. Go ahead. No, There's honor in manipulating his mind dick. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ryan might be swaying my opinion a little bit. Oh, He's stop. Make me think I'm biased. Am I biased? Hmm. Are you biased? All right. Maybe. Question number 11. It's another wild card. Give me. Your three scariest movies of all time. Candyman. Sweatpants Overlord. Yes, Seamus. No, let him finish. Well, he didn't say Sweatpants Overlord, so I didn't acknowledge what he was talking about. Sweatpants Overlord. Yes. Um, Grudge. Yep. Sweatpants Overlord. (laughs) Yeah. The Ring. Yep. We got a pattern here. And we follow. They follow. Ooh, I like that one. That's a good call right there. Sweatpants Overlord. Yes, sir. Ryan. Candyman, Hellraiser 2, Blair Witch Project. (sighs) And for Spice, I'll throw in Hereditary. Ooh. Please. Those are all. Those are scary. Those are great movies. Blair Witch, maybe, if you believed the bullshit. Well, we're old enough to have believed that. I did believe that. I'm still worried about those kids. (laughs) Um, I gotta go with those are good picks, Seamus. Too, I like the Grudge and the Ring and the following. I think it's a very underrated movie about STDs. Wear a condom. Um, um so what wh- you thought? Any of those are scary? I did. They are scary. I'm just saying. But like Candyman and fucking Hellraiser two. Those are like you know that's sucking my mind's dick right. It wasn't there. scary. Those are great movies. They're better. If you wanted to know what better movies were, I would have said that. Dude, I saw Candyman when I was like 11 yeah. or 12. Candyman scared the shit out of me. It scared the fuck yeah. out of me when I was yeah. a kid. Well, any of those movies would have scared you when you were 11 or 12. I'm talking about fucking now. None of those movies okay, are scary. Okay, well, Blair Witch Project, I ran into my house after I gave him the theater to watch. All right, but as an adult, you can watch The Grudge in the Ring and be fucking freaked out. Okay, but movies don't scare and me. And they follow you. Who's going to follow you? Candyman doesn't follow you. You call him. It's true. He makes a good point. You know but what? But he makes mirrors scary. Nope. Shamus made a good point. You both get the point. I'm talking about now. We're grown-ass fucking men. Those movies scare you still? No. There is no horror movies that scare me. Family it's, Exorcism it's, of Emily Rose. All right. All right. <laughs> but did not the garage raise hairs on your fucking shit? Are you saying heckles? Hackles? No, just like your story of... No, the grudge was nothing. The ring... When I watched The Ring, I was watching on, like, a super shitty TV with, like, a really sensitive, like, DVD player. And it had one of those uh, RCAC cords that was super touchy. And as soon as the credits rolled on that movie, the RC cord moved a little bit. And my TV said, <laughs> I screamed like a fucking newborn baby. All right. Speaking of Candyman, this was another little urban legend that came about that I didn't mention. There were uh, murderers entering apartments via 
medicine cabinets. Oh, hey, so I was going to talk about that too. Do you think nice. that this is where yeah, yeah. the Candyman script came from? Totally, completely. Totally, yeah. I read about that shit. So too. there were some like medicine cabinets in adjoining par- apartments in Chicago. They were connected by a flimsy partition, and an actual murder was committed by criminals entering through this. Hell yeah. So 18, <laughs> uh, 1987, Chicago, a woman named Ruthie McCoy was killed by a group of intruders who entered through her apartment her apartment through the gap in the wall made by the medicine cabinets. This was the Grace Abbott housing projects. Cabrini Green. Oh, Cabrini Green. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty freaky. But I don't live in an apartment, so well, guess no what? worries on my end. Guess what? We are tied here at 6-6. Six, six. Shame has a chance I get the bonus question. to win this. You have that name. Three snack foods to begin with the letter F. Jesus. Ten seconds. Fritos. Um Farfit Nugan. <laughs> Fr- Frickers. <laughs> and Fritos. Uh, Fudge rounds! Wanna come in for the steal here? Fudge rounds! I'm gonna allow it. What's the steal? Yo, Fritos. Frontians and flips. What's up? I already said Fritos, so disqualified. <laughs> well, the Funyuns <laughs> and the flips, dude. I like some flips. All right, but I said fucking Fritos and Fudge Rounds. I got said, two, and he said one of mine. You also said Farfin, dude. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> and Fritz. Have you ever had Fritzels? The chocolate-covered fucking pretzels. Funyuns, flips, and flaming Hot Cheetos. Bullshit. For the win. You both get the point. It's a tie game. Tie goes to the runner. So I win. I want to bow down. I'm going to give it to Seamus for his unique answers like Wyoma. Yeah, okay. Why, (laughs) Iowa? So, by all means, Seamus, congratulations. Let me introduce the winner of 2022 Gregory's <coughs> May edition, Seamus Rogers. Framus Rogers. Whoa. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up for the Urban Legends uh, episode of our podcast. Uh, stay tuned next week for some other shit. I'd like to thank each and every one of you beautiful people who tune in every week. We have a lot of fun just illing and chilling and making that skrill and hanging out with y'all. Uh, Greg? Follow us, like us, subscribe on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You know, say hi to Elon Musk and Ryan. You know, Find us on all things podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Well, if you like us... <laughs> <laughs> Please consider donating to our Patreon on Anchor. Cool. Thank you. Love you all. Thanks for listening. We had fun. Bring another one to you. And remember, everyone, stay off online and, uh, you know, maybe become an urban legend yourself one day. And one last thing in Crust, we, we, we trust. trust. Hey, it was pleasant. This ends our podcast. Cheer up, Charlie. You're an urban legend. You could be a serial killer. And you may not want to drive your own car home tonight. True. I'd be that baby. I'd be that baby.